0: It is here. It is time. Probably the most highly anticipated movie of all of 2022, regardless of genre, regardless of literally anything. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes out in less than a week. And so we are here to talk about our official predictions. And so we've done a couple of episodes talking about some of the different trailers because, like I said, this movie, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Every time there was a new trailer, the internet broke. And it was all people were talking about. So, you've heard some of our thoughts as we've gone along, as we've gotten new trailers and new footage. But of course, our theories change. They evolve as we get new information, as we dive deeper into our research, as the movie comes closer. So, here we are with our official, official predictions episode. Less than a week to go. Katie, why don't you kick us off? <laughs> you think we have better predictions now? <laughs> Nothing is clearer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was trying to give us the benefit of the doubt, okay? I know nobody knows what the heck is happening. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you really think we're getting anywhere with these new trailers? We're not.
1: No. But I knew the one thing, because as you said, we've gone through the tra- some of the trailers. We've gone through the main one, and then we went through the, uh, the one that came out after Spider-Man, and then the one that was released on Super Bowl Sunday. So we have already kind of covered some of the big things of the trailers, but then the final trailer dropped. And while most of it was the same footage, we got a lot more Scarlet Witch footage, and obviously as Scarlet Witch fan, I was paying a lot of attention to that, because that's my girl, but what I really wanted to talk about going into this was how differently she's been portrayed in the trailers, because I think we all were kind of like, oh no... Wanda's gonna be the villain.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I have thoughts. So please go because then I want to add on. Oh, I I have
1: thoughts and they're probably based on old thoughts, but like now bigger. But we, especially after that second trailer from Super Bowl Sunday, everybody with that iconic line with her saying, you know, you break the rules, you become a hero, I break them and I become the villain. I think everybody was like, well, we can make some assumptions. Yeah. But then this new trailer came out. And what really threw me off with this was, out of everything, the footage of her and everything, Steven calls her an Avenger and sits there and goes, I could use an Avenger. And I can't for the life of me think that they would let her take that name, since she is the only person to have really been called an Avenger officially in Phase 4 for probably this whole time. I mean, I think Hawkeye maybe threw it around as a thing with kate but to officially have heard and the avengers name again that
0: wasn't like referenced in the past that means something you know that's not what i was going to say i'm gonna counterpoint you on that one and here's why i don't think strange like think about Stephen strange and his personality does literally not give a poop he truly does not care for authority he's Mr. Man, I'm going to fix everything, right? That's the whole reason we're in this whole conundrum. That's what Wong says. And because of that, I don't think Steven really bears the weight or like really feels the weight of what the name avengers means i don't think it means as much to steven to throw that around as it does to someone else like a kate bishop who idolizes them to steven they're just a bunch of people he worked with that one time when there was a gross purple alien like i don't think for steven it has as much weight so i think for him just because she worked with them she's an Avenger in his mind, because it's not as important, the actual definition, whereas someone like a Black Widow, like would not call Wanda an Avenger because she was being trained to be an Avenger in Civil War. And then we all know what happened there. And then she's kind of been off the grid ever since, you know, I mean, Black Widow was not an Avenger for the period between Civil War and Infinity War. So that to me is not a signifier that she's going to be a good guy just because of who's saying it. Oh, it's not that I wholeheartedly believe she's going to be a good guy.
1: Because here's the thing, I have two running theories off of this. She is an Avenger. And the the point of it was, for me is just that it's the first reference we get to the Avengers fully that isn't like I said a past reference in Phase 4. This is the first time we're hearing really the whole like, "Oh, you're an Avenger, right? That's not like Sam being like, oh, I was an Avenger at the bank, you know, like, oh, yeah, and Tony didn't pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the kind of like offhand kind of comments. That's not what this is. So that was just I wouldn't point it out for that fact. But I will say one of my theories runs with she's a good guy up until something else happens. And she's willing to help Steven because we don't know when she's coming into this film. I mean, we've seen a lot of footage of her, but that isn't to say that she's going to be in it right away and that Steven goes to her. Clearly, things are going to be, you know, having to hit the hay a little bit before he asks for help. Because even that's what happened with, you know, Iron Man. By the time Hulk crashed through, he was like, oh, this sounds really bad. I should probably ask for help from this dude who crashed through our ceiling saying that the world's about to die. (laughs) And even then, that was a whole chaotic mess. Or, there, and I think this goes into a theory that we had running from the second trailer, and I mean, we
0: do know what's going to happen, but to what extent, there will be multiple Wanda's. Actually, I mean, yes, I do think there will be multiple Wanda's, but I do want to bring up a theory that I honestly, I think I had this per- this conversation in person, so it's probably someone in my circle, social circle, but I talk about Marvel to literally anyone who has ears, so I couldn't tell you if I actually know the person well or not. But someone did say that they thought that Wanda, like that scene especially where she's in the Westview house and you have Wanda plain clothes Wanda and then Scarlet Witch Wanda, that they thought that that was a visual depiction of an internal battle, not necessarily a physical, like this is happening in the physical world, right. but Wanda's like her good self and her chaotic Scarlet Witch self fight, like not fighting, but like, in essence, yes, like having a war between who's going to win and like Steven and Mark the crap out of this and take control, you know? I mean, obviously without the DID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I do I do definitely see that how that could be more of an internal thing for her, especially because of the hair change and I know people have pointed that out as well that, you know, uh, especially the scene we've gotten, I guess it, it has been the most recent trailer where she's standing in front of the boys and It's now dark hair. and We've never seen Wanda with her children with the dark hair. So a lot of people have kind of been pointing out how that could kind of
0: maybe be like a, a reference to some certain things. Well, not to mention, one other thing I noticed this time, and I don't remember which trailer it was, because I just kind of put on a playlist of, like, <laughs> like Marvel has a really nice, and I'll try to link it for you guys, but Marvel has a nice playlist of, like, featurettes and trailers, and basically that's all I autoplayed, and I was like, yeah, great, all in one spot. But one of them, I finally noticed when she's herself, when she's speaking to Steven, I'm sorry, she's always, always herself, but when she's playing clothes Wanda... And she's speaking to Steven in The Apple Orchard, that may or may not be real. She doesn't have her accent. She's, like, speaking in American accent. I think I pointed that out very early on. But whenever she's dressed as the Scarlet Witch, she has the Sokovian accent back, and that's when the dark hair's back, too. So we're very much taking it back to Age of Ultron Wanda with the dark hair and the accent. So that's just another point of showing that, like, she's almost like two different people Plain clothes Wanda versus Scarlet Witch Wanda. Well, actually,
1: I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Because in that scene with the Orchard, now, we are assuming that this scene is in it, just because it, or it's always kind of connected to a scene we see in the Orchard, where he, where Doctor Strange is walking up to her, and he's like, Wanda, and she's like, oh, hey, I thought you'd show up. And then <laughs> he's all like, what do you know about the multiverse? And it usually cuts there and it shows something else but it's her voice going you know vig had his theories and then she says he believes it was dangerous now i could be wrong but when i was listening to it this time around if you listen to it dangerous doesn't sound like it belongs there it sounds cut wrong and like there were there were other words said in between and it was played in like you know what I mean like someone took like a whole sentence out and just like they moved that word up and I didn't notice it until this time around I've probably seen the trailer I mean that trailer specifically since it came out Super Bowl my roommates and I had probably watched it solidly five times and I never noticed it until this time around it doesn't sound like it's it flows right interesting so I, I I do like to wonder what if there is more to that statement that we're not getting at the current moment just because it, like, I, I, and maybe this takes, and you might hear it now because it takes someone who edits sound a little bit to uh, to really hear it. And I, I was like, wait, that
0: sounds just slightly choppy. Interesting. I didn't take notice to that, but now I'm gonna go back and rewatch it again, or I'm sure it'll pop up in an ad somewhere because you basically can't live your life now without. Like, I live in New York. We've talked about this many times. Literally. Every taxi <laughs> that I see is emo- like has the like little MOM thing on it. Not that I'm complaining, but it's just so funny because it's like, it's here now. Listen, and I'll tell you, the day Infinity War came out and
1: I was in New York and every taxi had all the groups with the different stones highlighted. I have pictures of every single stone. It was like finding my own infinity stones around the city as I was on my bus. I was like, oh yes, you, you, you. So... <laughs> I believe it wholeheartedly, but no, I definitely, I, so I, that's why I think these trailers have done the best job at confusing the heck out of us because I don't think without a doubt, like it's like, okay, I feel for the people who are like, it's Doctor Strange's movie and I do and as a, as a Scarlet Witch fan, I do understand that like, you know, the Scarlet Witch fans are like, oh my god, but it is Doctor Strange's second film. But we have had more information on the three Doctor Stranges we are seeing than we have on Wanda. And that is to say something for who she's going to be in this film. Because we don't have to question Doctor Strange. We know he's got good guy, R Doctor Strange, we've got evil Doctor Strange, and we've got, what is his name? Protector Strange, I think. Protector Strange. I was like, I can't think of it. Although we did get our first of- official look at him. This
0: trailer, Mm -hmm. like fully official look of him. Well, and then there's also Zombie Strange. Yes. And then I guess I think there's one other one too. Like, I think. Wasn't Zombie Strange, though, technically like the Evil Strange? Because he has all the like animals in him. I don't think so. Oh. I think that was a completely different strange. Oh. <laughs> and I think the one so R Strange, when he's staring at the statue, I think that statue is yet another strange. Okay. And he has like I think that's Supreme Strange. Like I think that one has a name oh, too. Oh, I knew
1: there were, I was like, I was gonna say Supreme Strange. And then I was like, no, that didn't feel when when I asked about Protector. And yeah, I was so like, I, that I think feel there's right. at least
0: five that we've seen in the trailers. Okay. But we
1: have clearly seen five. Notice how we still don't know. We don't even know what side Scarlet Witch is falling on right now. Right. And I mean, as much as in the predictions
0: episodes, I like to talk about it. I don't know. I couldn't give an answer. I know. I Up until the most recent trailer, I was like, she's definitely going to go bad. We all know it. She's been way too deep in the dark hole. She's got those black fingers from the dark magic that didn't Agnes have that too? I'm in the middle of rewatching WandaVision fans and I haven't quite gotten to that place yet. I think I finished episode seven last night, or six or seven, so I'm almost there, but not quite. But I think the black fingers are a side of dark magic, right? Well,
1: here's what I was never quite sure of with that. Because when you see her getting the dark fingers in Scar- Scarlet Witch, in WandaVision, it's because Agatha was draining the magic from her. So. I was a little confused on that, and when people kept referencing it and saying, oh, like, part of her suit is turning black and stuff, I I was like, I could understand where you're like, oh, it could be going the evil route and just, like, not being good anymore, and I get that, that's a very visually obvious kind of tell, but in WandaVision, she had been turning that color... Because she was being drained of her magic.
0: See, my question, though, I wonder, just knowing what Agatha's colors are, if that was more of a purple than a black. Mm. That maybe she was turning purple because of Agatha's magic. And I haven't rewatched that episode yet, so I, I couldn't tell you. But I'm just spitballing. Yeah. I'm
1: not 100% sure, because I do like a lot of people's theory running with the, you know, her suits getting progressively darker, especially it seems like it was starting around her heart. It looked like her hair is starting to get dark again. Um, and obviously, when we're first introduced to her, she has the very dark little emo girl kind of vibe, and she's on playing for the dark side. So it would be very interesting I do know they've been throwing around the possibility of giving her her own solo stuff, so I would be intrigued to see if that's going to happen, how they're going to have her, you know, not be evil, because I'm not sure how that would
0: work. (laughs) I don't know how you're going to feel about this comparison, but I just want to toss it out. Okay. Sony has been doing the anti-hero thing hmm It's not to say it can't be done. I mean, Venom was very successful. Yeah. So, you know, that is a possibility. But there is a difference between the anti-hero vibe
1: and the just being a villain. If she ends up being a full-fledged villain this time around in Multiverse
0: of Madness, who, like, you know, who's going to pull that back? My question is, like, what makes an anti-hero, right? Like, if she's just, like, a mom who wants her kids, like... Can't you empathize with, like, I don't know, like, there's such a gray line, I think, between, or a blurred line between an antihero and an empathetic villain, like, look at, we always come back to this example, but he is the golden child, when it comes to this, look at Killmonger, yeah. is he an antihero, or a sympathetic villain, like, you tell me, because that line is very blurred, in my opinion. No, that's fair. That's definitely fair. I will say, though, if she kind of creates the
1: chaos she creates, I'm just not sure how you can play her back into... You know, because I think this goes back to what like, the very first time we talked about a trailer, and I said, you know, she's done the bad side, she's done the good side. I think for her character, it would be... While it would make sense, it would be moving backwards to make her evil again, just because what are we going to do, make her good again, kind of
0: idea. To caveat that, I will say the Wanda in Age of Ultron versus the Wanda now and her level of knowledge about not only herself but her abilities, I don't necessarily know that it's a step back because she's so much more self-assured now. She doesn't need an Ultron to tell her what to do. She doesn't need a Hawkeye to give her a pep talk and tell her how to kick some booty because she's been there, she's done that and she put a whole freaking town under her mind control subconsciously. I'm not saying it in that sense.
1: I'm just saying in the st- it would be the step back to evil and then the step back and possibly the step forward again it's it's we've seen her become the good guy so it's kind of like if we see her cross that line backwards again I'd expect to see her stay there just because I think it's I I don't think they're gonna want to worm her around to oh she's good again oh she's bad again oh she's good again oh she's bad again especially if we're going into the direction where you got the chaos of like House of M you know that's that's that fine line, you know? So it's more that's more what I was referencing, not really her powers or any of that sort. It was more of just character-wise, does it make sense for her to move backwards? Because then we almost have to assume she wouldn't move forward again.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's a line in WandaVision that someone says about her. Basically, like, the idea that she... Oh, it's awful. Director Hayward says something about how, like defend. It's when they're defending Wanda, and he says, oh yeah, who says she was an Avenger? She, like, fought them in Sokovia, then she supposedly was an Avenger, and look at what happened in Nigeria, and then she, like, we all know what happened in Germany. So it's interesting to me, like, that perspective about how, like, how the public sees her, versus what we know, like, we know she's been a good guy, or at least has been been on the side of the good guys but from the public's perspective the second she became an avenger she royally screwed up and then if that even ties more into that line where strange says it'll get you back on a lunchbox the idea that now the public perception of her is even more negative because of what happened obviously in westview and what she did to all those people
1: yeah no that yeah that's what i mean i i think it'll be an interesting thing because we have gone on a roller coaster ride with the trailers and like Almost, I would say, every other scene, with probably the exception of a few, were the same we've been seeing in the final trailer. Mm -hmm. But the things that we saw new were mainly scenes of her, even with her going, you know, let's not break the multiverse, Steven.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of a point that I thought you were going to make a while ago. Which is that... Sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. Because I started to try to make it too, and I also got distracted. There's so much to talk about here. (laughs) But one of the things that I was starting to say was, you know, in the first two trailers, she definitely looks like she's going bad. Mm -hmm. This last one frames her as being on their side. Yeah. Like, the way she's talking to Steven, the way they're having a normal conversation in the meadow, the way... And I know people have said, you know, that scene where she's with Wong, and they're both facing out, not each other, it's yeah. almost like, well, yeah, you can easily reframe that to have them, you know, facing one Yes, that's true. But the way it's presented, it seems like they're rounding out on someone else, mm-hmm. not on each other. So it's interesting... To your point, this last one really flipped everything on its head because she'd been characterized negatively for one and two, or teaser and official, and now for final, she seems to be on their side. Now, you mentioned earlier that she could totally flip sides in the middle of the movie. That's not off the table. In fact, that's very possible. So... I don't know, I just thought that was interesting, and that was something that stuck out to me as I was watching them this time. Yeah, and actually, I think I would rather run with that theory of mine more than anything,
1: is that she's sort of flipping sides in the process, because I think she knows about the multiverse, I don't know if she realizes how severe it is at this point, with it being open, because like I said, uh, unfortunately with trailers, it's like unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> you don't actually know the order of anything going on. A Tra- lot of the times in normal trailers, they do tend to follow like, oh, opening scene, sort of, okay, now we got some of the action. Oh, okay, okay, like, whatever. But Marvel doesn't really do that and never has, but really hasn't in phase four. So the problem with this is we can assume things are in one way. But that's not telling anything. She might not really realize the multiverse is to the extreme of which it is when Strange comes to her, or she does. But regardless, I think what's going to get her to change her perspective, if that is the course she goes
0: with, is that she can go after her kids. Here's my question, and I'm glad you brought up the boys, because the last scene of WandaVision in that end credit scene, she hears her kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So... That to me says she knows they're out there somewhere because in this universe they no longer exist. They died with Westview and Vision, Second Vision. I don't even know the guy who's not White Vision, like the the body of Vision but not
1: like Vision.
0: I didn't. I thought she didn't take the body this time. No, she literally created him out of her body. Yeah, yeah, but like he wasn't real. <laughs> he like wasn't real. <laughs> oh right, he was. He was a figment <laughs> of Wanda's magic for yeah. sure. Just like the boys, like not, yeah, could not exist outside the Hex, essentially. So if her boys are, if she's hearing their voices, then they have to exist in a outside the Hex form in a universe. Right. So that to me says she at least has some inkling that she knows that like there's a universe in which they exist. So that was just my thought that you brought up. Well, you made me think of when I heard you talk about the boys.
1: No, I definitely think she's aware. I just don't know to what extent. Mm -hmm. And granted, up until this point, we don't really know what she's been up to. Well, in the meantime, Steven's been out here playing with the multiverse to make Peter Parker happy. So...
0: (laughs) And then really, (laughs) Um, really sad.
1: It's like, explain a plot badly. That's it right there. Yeah, right. But because of his actions... So I I almost wonder if she's... It's almost like a ploy, almost, where she's, like, helping, but also, like, I'm using, like, your mistake and the fact that you've opened the doors as a way to get what I need too.
0: So... So then, and we might have talked about this in a past episode. I'm sorry if we did, but this is popping into my brain right now. Do we think that that end credit scene of WandaVision was, like, Immediately after the show, or could it have in fact taken place after No Way Home? I have no clue. (laughs) But like, follow me on this one. She's meditating, she's learning all the dark arts, she's got the dark hold, she's becoming Miss Dark Magic Lady. And then Steven, which I have a quote from Wong from one of the trailers that I really want to dive into because it hit me hard when I was listening to it this time, but we'll get back to that in a second. But so, You have Loki and Sylvie, Wanda played her part, and then you have Strange, who really, he's the final cook in the kitchen, and he really makes the soup, right? Mm -hmm. Strange makes the soup in No Way Home, now Wanda can hear her kids. That, to me, is a logical series of events. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's definitely possible. We're
1: not really given the concept of when, like, what happens to her. We just see her fly off, and then all of a sudden she's in, you know she's astro projecting herself reading the dark hole (laughs) so i don't know you know it very much could be that she's just sitting there and kind of doing some research and then you know strange blows open the multiverse we don't know where she is she could be in like maine because she's up in the mountains it looks a little snowy but like nice enough but it could be like a little you know i don't know we we don't know where she is we don't know the time of year because she's but of course she's by pine trees so they're the only trees that you can't tell the time of year on them so I don't know, it it could very well be possible. But I almost like I said, that almost runs into the idea of is she kind of not inherently trying to be the bad guy, but she does have the the ulterior motives going into helping Strange, because she's aware that he has screwed some things up and might have just allowed her to find her kids.
0: Yeah, I like that framing a lot, actually less bad guy and more opportunistic. I like that. Yeah. Like, she's not gonna try to get in their way completely. And I mean, to be
1: fair, when she tells Steven, let's not break the multiverse, I mean, that can just as well play into, well, don't break it, my kids are in there. I need it. I need to utilize
0: it. Let's not completely explode it. Here's a question. If she steals her kids from another universe, isn't she just leaving her other self? childless i'm not
1: trying to figure out because i don't even understand how her kids exist so
0: (laughs) i don't know how that worked in wandavision i don't know how it works now i guess in another universe she could have created them outside of a hex related thing right Mm -hmm. she could have created them and they just live like in another universe where she's not grieving and vision isn't dead they could actually have had the life they had in westview but like vision could leave the hex because there is no hex because he has his real body i guess yeah i just i know that there is a lot in the comics in
1: relation to the kids and how there's you know a certain someone named mephisto Um, (laughs) who plays a part in how they come about so that they're not, like, they are not technically in existence except for the one version of them. So, that is to say, the one version of them that was in Westview that couldn't live outside the hex got sucked somewhere, but they're still pieces of a soul, technically, and do still live. But they're not, like, they're not... I don't want to say they're not real humans, because that's not fair. But also, if you watch WandaVision, like, clearly she didn't get pregnant by a robot. So, like, they're not, (laughs) at least in that sense. So they might not necessarily exist across multiverses, but just the versions, or the one version of them is somewhere in the multiverse, If that makes sense.
0: I am 80% following that.
1: Yeah. I think I'm only 80%
0: following that. That one one was tough to wrap my brain around, I'm not gonna lie.
1: I'm gonna be honest, I did a lot more research into her kids during the WandaVision era, and I definitely should have looked a little bit more of that up again going into it, but I definitely know there was the whole thing with Mephisto and... They're pieces of like souls or something of that nature. I have a very important question to ask you.
0: Okay, is he going to be in the movie? <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't it be funny? It would be funny. I mean, a year later, especially because so here... many of us are rewatching *WandaVision* right now. Yeah, like I'm in we're the all middle of it. sitting here
1: like, oh Mephisto. Yeah, I do. I think he'd be in the movie. No, do I? Th- and I know we're not at this part yet. Do I think he could be a random
0: end credit scene? Possibly. We're going to we're gonna table that. We're going to yep. table that. <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it. I want to circle back to my Wong quote that I mentioned a few minutes yes. ago, because it shows that our late night shenanigans were right. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about before how our late night shenanigans were right and how, you know, all signs point to us actually having figured out the multiverse. But yep. I just want to, like, word by word... Give us the credit for this because I'm still really proud. And uh, we're going to resurface this tweet because I'm really proud of us. Okay. In one of the trailers, I believe it's either the the teaser or the official. It's not the most recent one because they actually changed the quote in one of the later trailers. Wong says, and I wrote this down, you opened the doorway between universes, dot, 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 more things. But you opened the doorway between universes, not... You created the multiverse, but specifically, you opened the doorways. Therefore, ergo, the multiverse already existed. Thank you, Loki, and Sylvie, and Wanda, yep. and Doctor Strange. By doing what he did with Peter, just made it possible to go from multiverse A to multiverse, or to from universe A to universe B to universe C. Therefore our markers, he created the markers between our water bottles of universes. <laughs> no, you're correct. And I also picked up on that. And I was like, well, there is one thing that we managed, and it was that. <laughs> and it was a big one. It's not a small one. It wasn't like, hey, I think this character is going to cameo. Like, oh my gosh, Professor X is going to be in there. Like, everybody knows Professor X is going to be there. No, we figured out the multiverse. Yeah. I just, I can't say that enough because it's
1: important. Yeah, it it. Was something we were determined because we had no idea what was going
0: on. <laughs> no, I mean, I was so lost during Loki. I was like, what is happening? Well, and the worst part was it was explained to us, but yet still made no sense. So I was like, it was explained to me three different ways within the space of six hours. Yeah. It's nope. So we figured it out on our own, on our own, using the resources we had on hand, which were Oddly enough, markers and water bottles. I don't really know why that was what we had on hand. I think we (laughs) raided the junk drawer, but doesn't matter. There are some Oreos in there, too, because I was snacking. We did it. Yeah. And I'm just gonna, you know, pat myself on the back for that for the rest of my life, because we figured out the multiverse. Well, and it makes a lot of
1: sense if you think chronologically on how we saw things, because I think for a long time, and I don't think we have this answer, but we do have a concept of it. We were like, okay, where does Loki exist in all of this? But I am taking the MCU right now so literally it is not funny. (laughs) You almost have to because otherwise nothing matters anymore. Yeah, exactly. And there is a reason at this point they went ahead with WandaVision, Loki, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I know things got reordered, things got redone. But then I things guess got reshot. Exactly. To fix the reordering. Exactly. And there's a reason they came out in the order they didn't. Obviously, I know for those of you listening are like, well, no Doctor Spider Man had to come before no or in the multiverse. Like obviously, yeah, I know. But I'm saying specifically, especially for the shows and Spider-Man to be in that order, there was a reason for it. And for me, I no longer am sitting there like, I don't know where Loki is. I'm just like, nah, it happened after. Wanda, Vi- or I would say WandaVision, like as in the show, but Wanda herself <laughs> in WandaVision did something by unleashing her power.
0: Yeah, I still could not tell you what that is. No, I just know the end result was. Something was with a
1: Nexus thing, her being a Nexus being, a point where multiverses combine. Someone did
0: tell me That the thing about Wanda, and this is going to blow your mind because it's actually going to change all of our predictions. This was crazy. That because she is a Nexus being, she can only, only one of her can exist. That means when we think we're seeing multiple Wandas, it's not multiple Wandas because she is Nexus. Why did you key. not bring
1: this up at the beginning? The <laughs> because
0: episode. you said the word Nexus, and then it came. It came into my brain. I was like, "Why do I feel like I had something important to say?" And then I did. It just like unearthed something very important from the recesses of my brain. So she is like in the
1: episode Doctor Strange episode of What If, where Christine's death is an absolute point. It has to happen every single time. Wanda is a being that can only exist in one multiverse.
0: That's what- Or one or, universe. Yeah. Or or the idea that, like, there's only one of her in the entirety of the multiverse. That's what I've been told. I I like that
1: better. Yeah. Because I think that makes more sense as to why she- and think about her kids- that was what i was kind of saying with her kids yeah now that just helped me clarify that that is kind of the concept i was saying about billy and tommy is that they were they're essentially the same idea where they do only exist once and there is not multiples of them in multiple places although that intrigues me about the whole like zombie wanda then if she can't taylor has a look of very deep confusion just so everybody no
0: it's (laughs) <laughs> it's not confusion it's just you've made me wonder things and i'm trying to think of a workaround question could it be that the scarlet witch can only exist once across the multiverse not necessarily wanda maximoff yes but she's using her power as a zombie never mind i was really trying hard and i knew i was reaching, she opens but... the doors with her hands yeah
1: yeah Not like with her hands, like with the power. (laughs) I also open doors with my hands.
0: (laughs) I frequently use my feet, but occasionally I'll use my hands too. Yeah. What? You don't use your mouth? Like some of us got (laughs) it. Ew. (laughs)
1: No, in COVID, please, nobody open doors with your mouth. No. Um, (laughs) Or just ever, but like, especially with COVID. Yeah, that's my only thing with that. Like, it makes sense, except that I'm like, what about that moment? Unless that is, but- Most of the time that we have been referenced to a Wanda that's supposed to be good, and I do air quotations, except for in The Orchard, she isn't her Scarlet Witch getup. But then other times where we don't really know what version of her we're seeing, she isn't. So I I couldn't tell you, because obviously, like, I get what Marvel had to do, but technically the only reason we couldn't call her a Scarlet Witch for so long was because of rights. So you can't even be like, oh, it's because eventually if she she comes into her own,
0: like, <laughs> we can't even really say that. Okay, can I just say really quick, and then I have an important point to make. I literally cackled. Well, almost cackled. I just thought it was funny. But in WandaVision, one of the points – remember how I was saying about how Hayward was basically questioning whether or not she was ever a good guy because she kind of muffed her Avengers audition? Mm-hmm. At one point, he goes, well, does she have a special nickname? Does she have a code name? Yeah. And they're all like, no. And I was like, LOL. They put that in there full well knowing that, like, in four episodes, she was going to come out as the Scarlet Witch and, like get her crown and like I just thought it was so funny they were trolling us so hard because we all know who she is but up until that point she obviously hadn't been named so right. like going back and knowing where the show then goes and then watching that I was like oh my gosh Marvel you toyed with us and that's fantastic yeah
1: but I can't give a lot of answers I hope I've I've allowed people to question more or have some more things to think about for the Scarlet Witch kind of dichotomy almost that we've seen in the trailers of you know towing the line or possibly being the enemy and then being the good guy but i want to talk about Mordo because i think it was the official trailer we got the actual first glance at him i don't think we saw it in the the little baby trailer we got after spider-man no i think we did i think we did i can't remember i know we talked about it in one of the other episodes we did discussing one of the trailers i couldn't remember but obviously we saw him set up in the second doctor strange as being a villain and whatever like to, to the context to it you know um and he he doesn't like magic doesn't think anybody deserves to have it anymore that's his whole issue I have to say, and I think I said it before, but I want to touch on it even further because we've now seen more of him. I am genuinely surprised he is in this film. Yes! Because it is such a busy film to begin with. I am shocked that he is sitting here and is going to be the pretty much, at least because we don't know anything about Scarlet Witch and where she stands, the standalone villain going
0: into this and that we are set up to see him as the villain in this film i could not agree more when it came out the, the title of this film so let's go back 26 uh, yeah 2016 was when yeah. the original doctor strange came out it was a, it was the november release of that year when that came out obviously to your point he's set up as the, as the next villain the logical thought process there is all right Mordo's going to be the bad guy in the next movie then, as we get closer to this movie coming out, and it's revealed that the title is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I'm like, wow, they just totally got rid of that whole Mordo storyline, like, I guess he'll be in the third one. And then they brought him in, and I was like, please don't make this too, like, he's a good character, and Chiwetel Ejiofor is a fantastic actor.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Do not waste him. Like, if you're gonna make him, or put him in this movie... Do it well. And I, you know, I have every confidence in Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 3 aside, but he does have a tendency to occasionally overpack his movies. Well, and I remember watching the, what,
1: whether it was the one after Spider-Man or the initial trailer, and I remember looking at it, and we're watching, it, watching it, watching it, and then there comes Mordo, the, the last 10 seconds, and I was like, oh, this guy? And I was very thrown off just because I was like, oh, I genuinely kind of forgot that he was supposed to be a villain. I then like, I remembered, but then I was like, oh, but I didn't
0: think he'd be in this film after just watching what I just watched. Well, and it's also, it's an odd, like, dissonance because you have the multiverse, like- How does Mordo, like, obviously we know he's working with the Illuminati, and I want to get into that more deeply about how the heck they got hooked up, so we need to talk about that, but in a second. But you have, you know, the multiverse and the idea that, like, it's all open and and things are coming through and all this craziness, and then you have Mordo. It just doesn't seem, you know, like, it, it does not equate necessarily in my head well and this past trailer we really get i think the first
1: glimpse of him fighting strange mm -hmm. and you know he makes a comment based off the line be like you are essentially just saying you're the problem (laughs) in in blatant terms he's pretty much saying you are the issue but then i want to backtrack to the idea of his whole thing was that he believed no one should have magic now understandably i think Doctor Strange essentially opening the multiverse and creating everything proves his point. Yeah, I was going to say, poster child for why no yeah. one should have magic. Yeah. But then I'm also like, when you have the Scarlet Witch in a film like this, what is his take on someone who's literally the the
0: mother of all magic, essentially? She's born to be this way. Exactly. Like she did not learn magic. She was You can't like- really take it from her unless you pull an Agatha. Yeah.
1: Where you drain it from her, which only transfers the magic to someone else. So- I'm very intrigued because it's an interesting lineup. Yeah. And, I mean, it's also hard because I get the take on magic and I get, like you said, Poster Child. I mean, he opened the multiverse. But it's also like, so many people have these unique abilities as heroes that it's almost like, where do you draw your line on what you believe should and shouldn't be existing?
0: Here's my thing, and I'm going to put something out there. Because of the betrayal by the Ancient One, who was... The Sorcerer Supreme, up until Steven. Is her voice in the trailer? Or was that just me? It could have just been me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. The last trailer? It could have Okay, it could just be me. Continue. Now, now I'm shook. <laughs> Alright. I, I mean, it might not be, I, but
0: I at one point was listening to it, and I was like, does that not sound like the Ancient One? No, you know what? Doesn't she explain- There's, like, infinite number of... you. I think they pulled her line from Infinity War. When she's explaining it to the Hulk. I think that's what it is. Okay. Okay, so I didn't, like, completely... Okay, cool. Or, sorry, Endgame. Her line from Endgame. Endgame, yeah. But, anyway. So, obviously, we know Mordo's whole backstory about how he followed her. She was the Ancient One and the Sorceress Supreme, obviously, until her death. And that Mordo felt so betrayed by her use of dark magic. My question is... Does he just hate the people of Kamar and more specifically, anyone who follows the Ancient One, mm. because of how betrayed he feels? Like, I don't know that, obviously, to be true at all. I just am like, maybe it's a little personal. Maybe that's how he draws the line. Like, these people who think that, you know, they're learned magic users who followed the Ancient One who was so corrupt. Right. And now I've, become, you know, I've elevated myself to this person who's of a more pure mindset whereas anybody who continues to follow the Sorcerer Supreme is like impure and does not deserve their magic then just throwing that out there
1: well and then if you look at evil strange I mean that's also quite literally a post child for dark magic correct so uh, I definitely I understand because when you look at the different versions of strange that we've seen in this film you can see The definition of what that what if episode was about really and it was about seeing how clearly he can become the villain look at him being a hero he's not doing much better i know (laughs) true like I, i don't mean that against mr steven but i mean he's trying to help Peter and broke the multiverse essentially. Yeah. So I think you know, and granted, he was trying to help him, and I get it, and whatever. But at the end of the day, he went too far with it. So,
0: and he's supposed to, like I said, be the hero. Well, that's the thing about Stephen Strange, and and that's Wong's whole point is his hubris, his you know thought that as a sur as someone who was a surgeon. This is nothing against surgeons; they literally save lives. But his idea that, like, you know, as a surgeon, he obviously can control many of the things in the operating room. And I think he brought that hubris, that mindset, very much into his magical practice. That is what Wong then is trying to you know, point out when he says you can't control everything, Steven. So I think that's just very much in Steven's nature. Oh, yeah. To think that, you know, whatever he endeavors in is going to be successful, and there are no consequences because it's never going to go wrong because he's Steven Strange.
1: No, I agree. And then, like I said, when you see the different versions of him, they just prove Mordo's point. And like I said, even as a hero, it's not like he's doing excessively well in our universe. So it makes sense that Mordo fits here, but also we're in the multiverse. So it's just a little complicated yeah on top of that i know we wanted to talk about this now we got all the the aliens and everything else that are floating around um i know we brought up i don't know if we brought him up last time specifically by name but we have gargantos which is the like octopus essentially with the big eye and he's chasing america chavez which we'll get to her i'm sure in a second as well
0: the illuminati yes I mean, I want to, my big question, just quickly kind of circling a little bit back to the Mordo thing is, how the heck did Mordo get tied in with the Illuminati? Because they're beings from... At least one other universe, like, that's, a, in my opinion, that is not the Professor X from our universe. Well, we don't technically have one in our universe right now. Correct. That's why I don't think he's from ours. Oh, yeah. So, in my personal opinion, he's the same Professor X that has existed in the Fox universe. Right. So, clearly, the Illuminati is a, is a, is a group of beings made up of at least people from two two universes now. Mordo being from ours. And Professor X being from the Fox universe, which obviously that's not what they will call it, but for lack of better term. So how did Mordo, and like let's say some of the other people are from other universes, how did Mordo get hooked up with a bunch of people who are a disparate group from multiple universes? How did he find these people? How did they find him? How are their interests aligned? I'm confused. I think I could answer one of those. Okay, go for it. Interest
1: aligning is... The Illuminati is like space cops, bro. (laughs) Like they're essentially (laughs) what? Wouldn't it be time cops? Or yeah, but like
0: yeah, universe But I was getting to
1: clarifying that idea. Space (laughs) cops. But they're essentially the cops of the multiverse, or just like in general, right? They kind of are making sure people don't do. Crazy stuff. Uh, there were other words I could have used to describe that, and I was like, nee, sure those
0: are going to work." I was going to say some words, but we don't use those words on this show. <laughs> well,
1: I think that's where we were going. Um, <laughs> but I mean, their interests aligning make a lot of sense because Stephen Strange is a a threat. He's a menace. I like mean, I love him, but he's a menace. Yes, but he is a menace as a so self titled hero. You almost couldn't have it worse. I know. We talk about Scarlet Witch being a possible villain. no, 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 no. Having someone who has the power that that they have that they are tapped into and thinking they're a hero, but they're just doing whatever, and they're under this guise, they're doing the right thing. yeah, at least she knows she's towing the line. Yeah, she's well aware. But he always believes he's doing the right thing, no matter what the consequence of it is. Mm -hmm. And that is the
0: problem. And it makes him, to your point, very dangerous.
1: Yes. And how hard is it for the Illuminati to look through other universes and be like, oh, here he ended up as this. Oh, here he did this. Oh, here he did that. This guy has a pattern. Yeah. You know, oh, and this one he combined with 13 animals. That's a little weird. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just... My my thought, I don't know how he ended up there. I don't know how he found out about it. I can't answer any of those. But interests aligning, I see it as that. I mean, he is a person of threat to the multiverse to have begun with, let alone before he opened the doorway to it.
0: That's fair. That is fair. All right. I'm satisfied. I mean, we don't have answers to the second one. I don't think we're going to get answers to the second one until we watch the movie. There's just clearly not enough stuff out there on the internet. I mean, I'm sure we could find the answer in the comics, but in terms of, like, whether that's going to directly translate, who knows.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But as I had been kind of starting, we, we've seen some of these interesting alien-like things, which is also intriguing, um, because they're obviously not good. So we've got a lot going on, and we haven't even seen the cameos. We haven't really jumped into other multiverses. You know,
0: it's a lot. I know, and, and one of those monsters... Is rumored to be Chathon Or I'm really butchering his name I'm sure Yes Which we didn't do We were not an official podcast During the WandaVision era We'll get there eventually As we do our replay There
1: was a blog going And I do believe he might have been mentioned If granted this was over a year ago I was writing these blog posts But I do believe he may have been mentioned When the Darkhold was brought up Uh, Taylor if you want to explain why
0: Yes because he essentially is is the creator of the dark hold. So with that book that you see at the end of WandaVision that Wanda is astral projecting herself reading is the Dark Hold. It has all of the things about all of the dark magic. And he is the creator of that, and there is some chatter online, or there has been some chatter online, that that beast in the shot, it's the most recent trailer, where Wanda, there's Wanda and there's Wong, and they're kind of facing out, and behind them is this, like, gross creature-looking thing. He does, I will admit, look very similar to Chathon in... Yeah, Chithon. I'm really this... I'm sure I'm saying this name completely wrong. It's okay if it's up to me. I'd be calling him Kython, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to each their own until we see the movie, I guess. But he does look very much how he's depicted in the in the comics. So to my eyeballs, that makes sense. And just knowing what the subject matter, of course, of this movie is. So that's one other interesting WandaVision tie there as well.
1: Well, and I honestly, and I actually said this to Taylor before the podcast... We start recording, it essentially makes him like Wanda's dad, but like in a weird way. Because her powers come from, you know, his magic and like his. Well, it's chaos magic and it comes from him. (laughs) So essentially. So her being the Scarlet Witch, here's a theory. Oh, no. (laughs) No, it's not even that weird. But, you know. We haven't seen him before, and that's not to say that, that that he didn't exist, but it's also possible that he was imprisoned, because, you know, he was chaos. When she became the Scarlet Witch, Agatha was like, you don't know what you just unleashed. Well, she just unleashed, possibly, Kython. That's super fair, because... Because we always were trying to figure out what Agatha said meant by that.
0: Yeah. We never understood that. We were like, well, it's a good line, but, like, what did she unleash? Well, and I think at one point we thought it was the multiverse. Yeah. Which we now but
1: know is I don't untrue. think it was the multiverse after seeing Loki and Spider Man. Right,
0: right. Yeah, that's very possible. I guess I'm wondering. Like awakening
1: the beast almost by using, by coming into all of her power. I mean, she's using power from him. Like, the, her power stems from him.
0: Yeah, and I mean, another point to that too is like, we don't know when the most recent Scarlet Witch was before Wanda. You know, like, I think at one point they kind of make it seem like it's her mom, but I don't think it
1: was i don't think it was her biological mom but power wise she almost has a mother it's like like... it
0: goes from woman to woman it's a maternal line yeah but yeah so that's interesting i could get behind that yeah i think it'd be
1: uh it's just a possible explanation on i mean like i said he's essentially chaos so whether he's in one universe or another i would imagine he's a type of being who has no problem traveling throughout yeah it's like the idea of pandora's box it's like once you unleash. You know, all the sad things and all the bad things. It's like, well, they go everywhere. <laughs> it's not just... So he is, as being chaos, he is released anywhere.
0: Yeah. You did mention... Sorry, we're going to switch gears a little bit. You did mention America Chavez. Yes. I did a little bit of research on her prior to this episode just to give everyone a little bit of background because, quite frankly, I also needed it. Um, So America Chavez, her superhero name, if you will, is Miss America. Makes sense. Um, One of her powers is that she can make star-shaped portals between dimensions. Right. So that's super interesting. She's kind of an interdimensional being in that way. She also has flight, super strength, and speed. And last but not least, one thing that I saw was interesting. I was perusing the Marvel website about her today, and it said that she was created by mysterious magic. Now that immediately made my eyeballs pop out of my face because mysterious magic, hmm, chaos magic, hmm, magic. I don't know, it just feels like it's all tied together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, even just off of her iteration that we've seen so far in the film, I think it's really interesting that she hops through the multiverse- before we knew the multiverse was open. So I think that's really interesting cuz she essentially has the experience of going through all these universes from the get-go because she would have been nothing if the multiverse wasn't semi open previously to what Loki and Wanda and then Strange did. Um, so
0: I don't necessarily know that I think that the multiverse was open prior to what they did. I don't think the multi Okay
1: Here's what I think, and I think this went down to an explanation, that even back towards Loki. My thought of the multiverse, before, you know, they mix and mangle, is that they all exist on a straight line, and the TVA existed in the different multiverses to keep them all from, you know, intertwining again. I always thought all the universes always existed, right? That was always where my thought had been. But, well, my problem with her is more that I didn't understand her because... Did she just, like, not exist before the multiverse? I guess I was—I was going with a statement,
0: but it was more of a question. My understanding was that the multiverse did not exist before Loki. Like, because Kang has his whole thing where they're, like, when they trim those branches, like, they're gone. Like, those would have been other universes, right? Or, yeah, other universes, but they're trimming those off and they're cutting them off at the knees, just like he destroyed other versions of himself from other universes. Like, they are literally getting rid of anything that's not the sacred timeline. So did she just, like, not exist prior then? Like, that's what I'm really trying to figure out. I Honestly, I
1: could not tell you. I, I really could not. Cause I think that was more so where I was going with it. I think it was more supposed to be a question because I don't get that. I understood her main powers
0: that she goes throughout the multiverse. I think it really just comes down to how Marvel chooses to translate what she does in the comics. Yeah. To the screen and how they've chosen to depict the multiverse in the MCU because, and I'm just gonna throw something out here. I could be totally wrong, but my gut as someone who has only lightly dabbled in the comics, is that the multiverse is probably a thing at some level all the time during the comics, right? Because they have Earth-616, and then I'm sure they're doing, like, that's kind of, like, our Earth, like, if you will, the sacred timeline. But then I'm sure there's stuff going on on other Earths, in other multiverses, at all times, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I always saw the multiverse as. That's why... But that's not how it's depicted in the MCU. But that's why someone like America Chavez can exist in the comics, because then her powers are always useful, right? Yeah. I don't know how they're going to, based on my understanding of the multiverse, I don't know how they're going to translate that into the MCU and the way that they've brought us into the multiverse and explained that up until this point.
1: Yeah, so I think that was kind of where, like, it was a question, it was a statement, kind of came from, because that is what I understood from the comics always, is that technically all these Earths always existed. So I always see them as they're like almost these straight lines that do exist at all times. They just didn't always necessarily touch each other. So I think that's my problem is I'm trying to, I'm struggling translating what we have in the MCU from what I know the comics to be.
0: Yeah, because even as someone who I really enjoyed the DC shows, The Flash up until a certain point, it just kind of got hard with time travel and that's kind of where I get off the ship. But. You know, the way they depict it is the same way that you're describing it. The idea that there's always these multiverses and the Flash is able to travel between them because he moves so quickly. So that was my biggest point of reference for the multiverse coming into this as well was, well, this is how DC does it and this is how it's depicted in their shows. Like, it's probably similar, but Marvel took a completely different bend. I'm not going to say one is more right than the other because they're just two different interpretations of it. But that's something that I've also had to wrap my head around, you know, since Loki is like, all right, well, Marvel's like interpretation of this is like way different than the way I had always seen it depicted, at least in the media that I had been consuming up until that point. And it's kind of hard for me to like rectify between the two. Yeah. All right. Before we head into our end credit predictions and mid credit predictions, which is going to be our last segment for this episode, I have one more question for you. Hi, I have possibly an answer. It's another prediction. And it's a big one. Oh gosh, okay. It's, it's a two-parter. Who do you want to see cameo? Part one. Who do you think will actually cameo? Part two. Oh, good. So these are questions I've answered to. Who I would like to see
1: strongly, and I think I've said this before, Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely yes. In a heartbeat, that is a go-to cameo for me. Who I think... I think we're getting the Reed Richards from those films. I truly do. I think we will get him. Obviously, it's kind of been confirmed we're getting Professor X, so I can't really use that one. But I do think we'll get the Reed Richards. Do I think we're going to see some old friends from our own, well, like, theoretically, our own universe? Like, we know them from our universe. I wouldn't be surprised if Loki stumbles upon him, or Sylvie, Sylvie. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking about... (laughs) I was correct, but I was thinking of a drag queen whose name is Silky, (laughs) and that is their ship name, unfortunately. (laughs) So I was like, wait, was that right? It was. Yes. (laughs) But my brain wasn't working. So Sylvia Loki, yes, I could see one of them. And because of what they did to us in WandaVision, I actually don't know if I'd be surprised if we did see our actual Pietro. Because of Wanda being involved. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yes. Just for a very small something, because of Wanda's involvement in this film, and with that terrible thing they did
0: to us in WandaVision, I actually wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to circle back to that, because I'm going to give you my predictions, but then also a semi-reaction to yours. Okay. So, once Johnny Storm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also want Loki. I have a lot of wants, but mostly just because I really just want to connect Marvel basically from the 90s until now. So I want everybody from every franchise that has come out pre-MCU. We've already got some of them, of course. I want to see Wesley Snipes as Blade and okay, I don't uh I don't want to see Ben Affleck as Daredevil, but if I'm going to go with my whole if I'm going to just shoot for the moon and say let me give me the whole collection. I have to say him, but I don't really want him, if that makes sense.
1: I don't think we'd get him.
0: I don't either. I think he's pretty much done with superhero movies. Well, and with the fact that they only just brought their are
1: new Daredevil not our new, but like the our current Daredevil in, I don't see them mixing.
0: Yeah. I truly like I'm only saying that because again, it's just like another franchise that like was early two thousands before Marvel really got everything together. So that was kind of an outlier. There's also that really, like, there's that early... Electra. Well, no, she was in that movie in Daredevil.
1: Oh, yeah, but you didn't mention her. That's why I didn't know.
0: (laughs) I was actually thinking Punisher. They did a Punisher movie. Yeah. Oh, a real one, like a genuine one. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want them so bad in this, like, officially, officially in this universe. And also Ghost Rider. I don't particularly have a preference between whether it's Nick Cage or Gabriel Luna. I think they were both good. Either one is fine with me. So yes, I have a lot of wants. But in terms of who I actually think, to your point, we know we're getting Professor X. I actually think we're gonna get the full set of Fantastic Four. I like that. Early 2000s version. I think, because to your point, I think Reed Richards fits in well with the Illuminati. So if you're going to bring in Reed Richards, and then the fan favorite is clearly Chris as Johnny Storm. That's what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. If you're going to give fans two out of four, you might as well just do the whole set. So I think we're going to get that. I do think we're going to get someone from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I I genuinely do. Um, In one of the universes, or... Yeah, I I just, I don't know how they're going to work that in, but I do think they will. I don't think that they belong in the Sacred Timeline. I know that's like a whole fight that goes on on Twitter. Every time I talk about it, people come at me. But I don't personally believe that they're in like our Sacred Timeline. So I think they're from another universe. Still a good show, regardless of whether it's not. And lastly, I could see us having a Pietro, but I actually think it would be Evan Peters. Because of what they didn't want, like, I see your point, because of what they didn't want in Division, bringing back our Pietro and Aaron Taylor-Johnson, I actually read it the other way, because of what they did, they're gonna redo it, because if you're gonna, you know, and and do it the right way this time, because also my thought process is if you're gonna bring in Professor X from that universe, it kind of also makes sense to have him there, you know?
1: No, that's fair. I, to your point, I read it the opposite as you do, that... While that had a shock factor on her, what has a bigger shock factor than her actual brother? And there are few people who I think could talk her off the edge. I think she's had a version of moving on with Vision. That From WandaVision, that was the whole point. I believe Elizabeth Olsen has talked about, you know, how the show was really about grief and everything and, and working through it. And that was the point of it. And now, she, you know, Wanda's character can move on from that. But... I do think the person who could talk her off of any edge if she is gonna go haywire
0: would be her own brother. And like her genuine brother. What if we get both of them? That'd be cool too. <laughs> I'm down for that. Alright, well that was my last question before we get into the always fun and always a little quirky end credit and mid-credit predictions. I'm gonna let you go first because I have genuinely no idea. I thought you were gonna say you have genuine ones because no, I was gonna I be do like, well, I'm probably
1: not gonna be <laughs> I'm not gonna be accurate. But staying to how Marvel typically does them, you know, one usually ties into the film, one usually moves into a different direction. I think this is, this movie is going to kind of do both. Um, The mid-credit, we'll see, because they like the shock factor to usually be the second one. Yeah. So, I'm actually going to start with the end credit. And you're going to hate me, but I do think we might get a reference to Mephisto. Or, we will at least get maybe what wand is going to do after whatever this film is because i think the big question going into multiverse of madness is like is it going to be be like done or is the multiverse going to be finished like what are and then we're going to get repercussions because it can't stay open forever like what is going to happen in this film which makes end credits really hard but i wouldn't be surprised if they set her up for something else In an end credit, which would be the one more so tying to it. So if it's Mephisto, I think that's an end credit scene. Okay. But if it's just kind of Wanda, you know, doing whatever they're going to do with Wanda or like whatever, I think that would be the mid credit scene because I think Mephisto would be the shock factor. But as far as an end credit scene, it's, I think it's going to tie to the movie and I think it's going to be a full release of someone. Whether it's the next introduction to the new Fantastic Four, whether it's the next Way of the Mutants in the MCU, something of that manner, it needs, it's gonna be something big. I mean, we just watched one of the biggest movies of all time, so I would have to think we're gonna see people appear, and it's not gonna be something we saw in the film, because like, I think they're gonna p- play more of the people we've seen, almost like Spider-Man, it's like It was for every fan's dream to see them all there, you know, and to bring back Andrew, to bring back Toby. And I think the cameos within the film itself are going to primarily be based off of that idea. I think it's going to be playing homage to older things that we've seen, to older groups. But that makes me think that an end credits scene would set up the the next set of X-Men that the MCU are going to create, or the next Fantastic Four, or something of that manner.
0: I think Those are all very logical. I agree with some more than... I agree with the premise of all of them, but I do have some slight variations to them. So, in terms of the mid-credit scene, I actually think I could see Mephisto being a mid-credit because he ties so directly to this film Mm -hmm. being so closely tied to Wanda. So I could see him being a mid-credit. I could also see Wanda and her next steps, to your point, being a mid-credit. I think that's very logical. I don't think they're going to do something directly tied to Strange because his last movie the mid-credit was Mordo. So it'd basically be rehashing the same thing. In terms of end credit, I like to go by what I know is on the slate and what they're going to set up. So just knowing what's coming down the pike, we've got Thor. I don't think it's going to set up Thor. I really don't. I don't think so. Unless... Oh, one other mid-credit option. Sorry, I'm going to roll that back real quick. You know, I think a lot of people really wanted the mid and end credit scenes to be toby and andrew returning to their multiverses i could see them doing just a fun captain america gives you a pep talk-esque shot of like some of the other people in their universes kicking booty and taking names so i could see them giving us that little fan service moment as well can i just quick argue that i mean i will say before you do i i will say i think that's probably the least likely of the three but i think it's an option based on kind of what the fan reaction was after no way home i only argue that because marvel
1: it's keeping uh, marvel does a good job of keeping its tone even in end credit scenes so while we were you know while sometimes it it depends on the film so like spider-man kind of had the serious and the fun moments so it could have a mix of end credit scenes which, obviously, him suiting up is kind of the funner one, or the more fun, but yeah, who cares. And then, obviously, Multiverse of Madness, you're like, you walk down and you're like, oh my god. Even though we all knew it was coming. So, in this film, because I don't really expect funny, I don't see them... I don't want to say the word waste, but I don't see them really wasting an end credit scene on something like that when this film is so big, and I'm sure it's going to leave just as many questions unanswered as it's going to answer.
0: Yes, I totally, I mean, I see that argument, and that's why I think I placed it third out of, you know, all of the ones that I was, you know, putting up there. Right. At the same time, how much does Marvel like to troll us? Going back to that Pietro example, going back to that Captain America example, They're not afraid to make us angry sometimes, full well knowing that's the intention. So, you know, there's kind of two sides to that coin. Like I said, I think it's the least likely of the three, but I just wanted to point that out, put that out there because I think it's a possibility. And then in terms of end credit scenes, like I said, I like to talk about what's coming down the pike, not Thor. I think later this year, we're still, you know, looking at Wakanda Forever. I don't know that I think it's related to Wakanda Forever, personally. I know that Gargantus, Gargantus? Gargantos. Gargantos, sorry, is actually has some ties to Namor, who is rumored to be in Black Panther 2. So, you know, I don't think it's super likely, personally, but it's possible that that's going to be a tie there, that we might get him for the first time. Or even if we don't get him for the first time, we return to Wakanda for the first time, since... Oh god, Infinity War? Were we in Wakanda in Endgame? No. Then, yes, we'll return to the Wakanda for the first time since Infinity War. Possible. Not super likely. One that I do think is a little more likely, and we've talked about this in past episodes relating to MOM, is Captain Marvel. Because there is some sort of Captain Marvel-esque person in this movie, whether that's Maria or Monica or whomever. And we also have gotten very little related to that so far, so I could see that being one. And then just for shock factor, to your point, I could see a tie to the Fantastic Four, to the mutants in the MCU, or someone like a Blade, for example. We've actually heard his voice in the MCU, but we haven't actually seen him. So maybe this is the first time we're going to see Blade or something of, of like like that. I don't know, man. I am just... <laughs> I'm shooting in the dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I go back to what
1: I just said, really, and it's, this movie is going to open just as many doors as it will close, pun intended, and um, you really, it's one of the few times we really can't predict almost any mid or end credit scene because we truly don't know what this movie is going to come out as. We have an idea of at least what's included,
0: but we don't know. And we don't even it- know who's included in this movie. Like, typically, we have a pretty good idea of who the roster is going to be. I mean, we know what... Well, we have the... We have the idea of the main people included. Right. So, and that's really all we need. I guess my, my thought process is we know the main people, but with the multiverse, the possibility for the amount and type of characters that we could see in this film is so much wider and bigger than any film we've seen before. Well, I don't disagree, but we know who the main people are going to be regardless. Yeah. And
1: so it's like... That I can sit on. It's just plot-wise, you don't really know. And this goes back to even what I said far earlier, you know. The trailer at the end of the day is cut how it is cut. We have absolutely no clue what what order that actually means. So at the end of the day, we don't know what we're getting from this film. And so it's a lot harder to be like, okay, so when the film's over, what do you think is going to (laughs) happen? Because you don't know. You just simply don't.
0: Exactly. Well, I am all predictions out, because I I truly don't know, to be honest. No, honestly, me neither. And this is just to
1: plug us. <laughs> for those of you, if you're only just tuning into this one, we've made reference to it before. We have done two other predictions episodes in relation to Multiverse of Madness. So while this might have seemed that we didn't necessarily touch on, like, anything, which we did touch on a lot, but for the sake of, I know there's a lot more, that is just because we have talked about the two main trailers that came out after Spider-Man and then during the Super Bowl before. So go listen to those. I promise you we have covered a lot more and a lot more in depth of some of the other things that we might not have really talked about at all or just blazed, blazed, glazed over today. So just wanted
0: to make sure that that's just clarified and put out there. Awesome. And if you are looking forward to our coverage of the movie as it comes out this week you can subscribe to us on your platform of choice your listening platform of choice of course we will continue our coverage of moon Knight as it comes out and you can keep an eye out for that as well you can also find us on our blog you know katie made reference to those we've been covering on the blog since wandavision in various different stages until we got kind of the more official officially official We have great coverage on there as well with different things that, you know, we had time to. Research after we recorded or things we forgot to say, corrections, all of that good stuff ends up on the blog. So that's a good little supplement once you've listened to the episode. And last but not least, from my side, you can also find us on Spotify where we have playlists specific to each of the shows that we've covered on the podcast and also one ginormous playlist for all of the songs that are in the MCU TV shows and movies that are available on Spotify. And that is linked in the show notes for your convenience. And make sure you're following the Twitter at
1: Let's Talk MFT. We are tweeting, retweeting, sharing our own thoughts and theories, news, all of that in relation to, well, anything Marvel. Um, So make sure to check it out. All the blog and podcasts will be up on there as well, so if you kind of want one place where you're going to make sure you get out all the notifications for everything, that is definitely it. I also want to give a disclaimer before we fully sign off today. There is news that spoilers are beginning to leak for Multiverse of Madness. We will not be posting, sharing, anything of that sort's sort (laughs) spoilers. We just like all of you don't want them. So we will not be part of sharing them. So our page will be safe. But I do recommend, you know, blocking certain keywords and anything else if you really want to go strong, stay off social media, but also Moon Knight. So I don't think you want to do that necessarily. But definitely block some keywords, because this is a huge, huge, huge week. And with that, Marvel just blew your mind. So let's talk about it.